It's your toast joke. Well, I mean, you say it like that, that it's kind of like, eh. I do take toast very seriously, Mr. Sheckman. So, so do I, so do I. We all take toast unless the toaster is broken. Oh, so is that what this is on my plate? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome back, Toasting Design, Shaga Shaga and Michael Boer. And we're again back onto mission planning. We're looking at it more from how a mech third and fourth year and second year as well might be approaching this. Uh, Please say we're not going to do that rehearsed wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow example that you, you said you might do. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm going to have to scrap that one. Um, <laughs> on the cuff then, let's do a... Okay, so I mean, let's, if we look at the third years, the third years are, are doing vehicles and all sorts of areas and biomes and stuff. And like I guess that. quite a lot of the second years and yes. quite a lot of the fourth year projects are yeah. of, of vehicle systems. Yeah, it ends up going, everything goes uh, with a vehicle. Uh, so let's pick a random mission. And again, it always comes down to that mission. You yes. need to define that mission. Uh, so let's say it's a research vehicle that wants to be investigating in, inside an erupting volcano. So in terms of that mission, we're looking at, okay, what would you say is the most critical part of that particular mission? So if we break a volcano down, mm. there's the substrate, yeah. which is no different to standard off-roading. No, no, no. Don't think otherwise. Yes, it's exactly that. Then there's the horrible sort of uh, environment. There's obviously the, therm the thermo aspect, the thermo uh, conduction aspect. radiation, etc. And then obviously there's um, jet blasts and hard bits raining down and, and things like that. But the thing comes down to what is the mission? So is the mission just drive past? Is it stop? So you actually want to be to get data from inside the crater. People have to get there and they have to get data. They have to get data. It, it's one of those sort of young, eager students and they want to actually drive up there and stand out in the fields and... Okay, so with full volcanic data, there's obviously the lava itself, there's yeah. the gas stuff, and then there's um, peripheral you know, the sort of stuff in totality. All of that has got different things you can rest on or fly through or whatever it is. So you need to know exactly what that is. But all of those things, it doesn't really matter because mm. you have to go from somewhere outside the volcano yeah. to inside, inside it. So um, would you say then the most critical part is getting inside? Or would, I mean, it's certainly not, it can't be the starting point. Well, uh, I would say getting, getting inside is the most important part because... Any thermodynamic thing, anything can be solved in sort of isolation. Yeah. So whatever it is that can get in can be insulated and cooled and protected. So that would be the most important part. Because once it can survive that, it can survive out in the real world as well. That's you, right. We need to check them the same way we check takeoff for an aircraft. Yes. Um, how, what is its handling capabilities on the road before it turns off and turns something up towards the volcano? Yes. Um, okay, so you're in, in, inside this volcano now. What facts is it going to play a role in terms of the analysis now? Uh, so, so we're working on the most important part of getting into it. Yeah, that, at that point, yes. Yeah. So there's obviously something to do with the substrate. And the substrate yes. is a bit different to say uh, all, the, all the stuff which the Dakar cars go over, exactly. which is uh, well-eroded sand particles. This is going to be very gritty, very sharp. Um, somewhat porous, some solids, some bits of liquid, and of course, very, very hot. Now, um, we're not designing tires here. We're not now, uh, there's an easy thing where students start to slip and, oh, cool, sharp, right, I need to prevent punctures. Yeah. No, no, we're not getting, We're not proposing titanium tires yet. No, 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 yeah. no, no none whatsoever. Um, we will obviously, in throughout these this analysis, depending on slopes and things, take into account mass, 
the vehicle. Yeah. And if you are then ultimately needing to go for some complex tire design or shape or whatever the case is, then you might have to consider that as a, a detrimental effect later on back into your mass. So the, 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 the problem is, as I see it, is anything categorized as a 4x4. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and it, I'm not constraining it to four wheels. No. But anything that is self-driven, and it doesn't matter wheels, tracks, you name it, yeah. there's the issue of where the center of mass is. Yes. And that's obviously a function of the angle of the thing that you're going at. Exactly. Here's the thing that I think is where the problem needs to be solved. Okay. Is that substrate, you've got no real idea of how it's, it's going to behave. No. So applying the force to move you using the thing that contacts the substrate is probably the issue. Because okay. if you make a little bit of that move, the whole bit could cascade like an avalanche beneath you. Exactly. So imagine a four by four with, you know, that used rockets to push itself up a hill as opposed to spinning wheels. Yeah. Or else you use a combination, but if it slips, you stop the wheels and you have, you know, uh, something, something else. Exactly. So you'd have to understand how a thing with a center of mass and the substrate behave. Yeah. And then there's a pressure relationship. Hmm. So there, there'll be a certain contact pressure where if you exceed that, you're going to like push in and dig. Yeah. Um, so if the vehicle mass goes up, you just have to keep that, let's call it a stress, uh, a force in an area to a minimum. Exactly. And not only then when your mass goes up, but it's center of gravity location in your vehicle. Yes. Too far back, your vehicle's going to tip. Yes. Too far forward and, well, too far forward, you get the uneven um, contact distribution. So. Exactly. So, look, you can start... I mean, I don't think you want to, at this point, start considering how you're going to move the mass, but if you need to maybe... Start. No, but you need to understand the modeling of it and work out what are the practical limits here. Exactly. So anything, anything more than this, it doesn't matter what your vehicle looks like. Yeah. It's going to start an avalanche if it's going up the substrate. Yeah. And then we have to factor in that all 4x4s can go down slopes that are a damn sight steeper than what they can go up. Well, yeah. Because of gravity. Gravity's helping. It acts in one direction. Exactly. So maybe we need to work out this thing's mission. If this thing is going on a one-way trip into a volcano, yeah. that's different if it needs to go in and come out. Yeah. So there's problem one. Is this thing going into a volcano to live there to collect data? No. Or does it need to come back? The eager student wants to come back out, I would say. The eager student wants to come back, but from the sort of design philosophy, uh, making it come back, that's probably going to be way more expensive than if it just goes in. And the student would actually have to prove that. Yeah, no, no, yeah. exactly. You, you have to show that sort of data. And it's a case of, or what I'd say you actually need to be actually a little bit careful with, it might be theoretically easier to come back down. But if your substrate is shifting continuously, yes. you have no braking ability. That's right. Um, now, yes, there's ways of dealing with that. And yes, you're looking at concepts. You don't have to have a rocket that pushes you up. Mm. That is one way of getting around it. We've understood that that is a problem. And we can look at what kind of thrust we'd need to push a vehicle up a slope where it's a push cart effectively. The, the wheels are not applying any tractional force that is moving it. Yeah. Alternatively, you have options that if there is a slip in the substrate in that localized area, you have other contact points with your vehicle that don't, that maintain the grip yes. and the vehicle can keep moving. Those are options and you'd have to analyze and look at those options. Yeah. Um, and the thing you have to be very careful with here, and I'd say it's probably more with, I, I certainly see it a lot with the students with their vehicle, ground vehicle designs, 
is they immediately start jumping, okay, I have to have tracks then. I yes. have to have this track because I've seen this vehicle do it. In fact, what the students do is they say, tracks are better than wheels, therefore tracks are the answer. Yeah. And the thing is, what about legs? Exactly. Or <laughs> anything else. Yeah. Oh, hover, I mean, hovercross yeah, skirt hover would be interesting. I yes. mean, other than Which the... acts like infinite legs. Basically like a centipede is what a hovercraft can do. It's yeah. basically uh, very, very well distributed pressure. But <laughs> not so good on inclines. Or massive heat area. Massive heat areas, yeah. The, the, the effects of that. Would you say you need to, say you've got your, your three ideas now. Rocket propelled push-up, or not rocket necessarily, a extra assistance push-up. Yes. Um, the traction surface, wheels, tracks. Tracks and wheels are fundamentally the same thing. It's just yeah, all the same thing, yeah. It's just you're applying pressure different ways. Or a hovercraft, um, a, a hovering vehicle of sorts. I think we need to include legs. Okay, and legs, and a walking system. Infinite legs equals hover, basically. So yeah, I'd yeah, say yeah. somewhere between tracks and hovercraft is a thing that walks. Or legs, legs are very localized pressure contact points. Yes. Um, so there's no rolling involved. I no, think exactly. That's yes, part, yeah. okay. Would you say that you need to do analysis on all four of those ideas in order to get actually an idea where... Because you can't look up historically and say, no. would leg work on a volcano versus tracks versus hovercraft versus rocket? I think the first thing to do is exclude the hovercraft just yeah. because no. well, yeah, piles no. of rocks and things in the skirt's a problem. And leg coming back down, how the ha I mean, then you really just... Do you, in fact, I don't know how well hovercraft worked downhill. Because no, it, it's just so yeah. No, no, no. It's so, so the, the hovercraft idea. Yeah, you're not really touching the hot substrate. You've got a, 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 a let's call it cooling wave of air, but you're basically yeah. sucking in the hot air anyway yes. to cool it. But it might work. Yeah. Um, you can then, you know, I, I would almost put in a, a, a two and a half concept in that if you took something from the track, the the wheels and legs story. Mm. Um, sorry, wheels and track story, and linked it with legs. So now you had things that mm. don't quite stick into it or a mix a complete okay, mix. Yeah, so, yeah. okay now i've got three and a half concepts of well it's one of these things i would just start to work out which ones of these is, is just not going to work sure. like end of story and it's probably going to be the thing with wheels probably definitely going to be the things with wheels but that don't gloss over that what will work you That's can't right. just go and say in a report this one won't work you, you can't actually have to validate why yes so you, you it's getting back to that point I was asking. Yes, you have to do some sort of analysis. Yes. You don't have to do full Adams car software analysis in order to determine it. Um, you've got the basics fundamentally in terms of your applied make A, applied make B, static forces, mm. dynamic motion, and so on. Um, but you are now looking at a vehicle. You know your mission. You know your payload. You know your capacity. You know what area environment you're going with. A textbook is not going to be now telling you in the event of this, do this or do this. Yes. You're given the basic tools of if you have this friction, you get this force. If you have this weight distribution, you get this. It's up to you to say what your distribution is and determine what that is. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, talking about distribution, there's the distribution which the students would dive into immediately. Yeah. And that's going to be the thing is moving. Yeah. Right. It now has to stop on an incline to take measurements. Mm. And then it needs to accelerate back to the speed to get out. That's the critical case. Exactly. Because how do you do that without causing a little avalanche beneath you on the way up or the way down? Because now you're dealing with different friction coefficients. That's right. You, you, wheels, well, if you had wheels at this point. And this is where we're starting to get to the point of, yes, wheels would be excluded. Yes. Um, 
part in this this sort of motivation. All right, so here I'm going to throw an Apollo 13 spanner in the works. Okay. You're now inside this volcanic crater. Yes. And you've you've been through everything. You've got the perfect uh, system for how to move around. Yeah. And you've decided to go for um, out of all the different propulsion systems, uh, an electric system. Yeah. Um, you decided not to use solar because the volcanic ash will basically obliterate any form of <laughs> solar thing. Yeah. And uh, all right, so now you have to design a reserve. You want this thing to come back because you've got a $3 million sensor on it. What are you going to use as your reserve um, emergency system to get out? Let's assume that you know your primary and secondary thing was electric and they've all failed. What's going to be the easiest way to get this thing out? Okay, and by out, we simply mean back up on top of the crater. Or back to where you could collect it safely, yeah. Well, I mean, e even as part of that, uh, the way I see it, okay, again, depends on, you know, you've got your system now that works. If I get to the top of the crater, mm. your system might have the thing where you can just simply roll, free roll all the way back down. Yes, but you need to get it to... to yeah, yeah, no, no, no. but you've got to understand what it needs to do. Yes. It's always knowing, it's not just blindly go into escape systems. We're not ejection seating the Correct. whole system or Apollo style, take the top module, launch yeah. it off and fly it out. Okay, so the thing is, is the primary, the battery system's gone, the electrics are, are gone, but you need to get the thing out. What, what could you install as a, I just thought of it a second ago, but like the quickest, easiest way to, to do it, to do this. Oof. What, some kind of heat generation system? Well, the volcano is a heat generation yeah, system. Yeah, 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 that's so what I mean. So if you reverse well, the I mean, problem, yeah, I was yeah. literally thinking of, if you had a perfectly insulated water source on board. Oh, steam power. All you needed to do was go for the <laughs> oldest trick in the book and just use it to spin a steam turbine and that becomes your reserve propulsion system and it's fail-safe. Yeah. I mean, the, the question fundamentally becomes... Yeah, you'd actually probably want to even go for a hybrid system. You probably want I to even have it as a backup. Might as well just go it as a full. Yeah. Unless, of course, it the volcano is inactive. circuit or yeah. Oh, an, an active volcano. Inactive volcano. Yeah. So yeah, really, again, understanding the mission and, yes. and the, the, the fundamental purpose. Um, what are, again that worst case scenario? What are the things in terms of this overall mission? We, we've looked at okay, we, we, it's a tractional force of some kind. Uh, I mean, we could go grappling hooks and things. And I would there. say the thing which, which students are going to get terrified of is this, in its simplicity, and again, this is what design is, is breaking a complicated thing down to, to its simplicity. Yeah. This thing going up or down the, the slope is going to be the, the difficult thing. Yeah. It becomes pretty much advanced trigonometry. Yeah. That's literally all it is. Uh, and it it's is. going to be forces where if you've got a, 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 a leg, many legs, each yeah. one's going to be at different angles. And based on your center of mass, they're going to be different forces. Now, you have to understand how this thing's going to, like, is it stable going up and down? Yeah. Once you've got that bit right, that's when the applied mechanics thing becomes rather interesting. And that mm. if you want to, for, for the criteria for, uh, you know, modular um, manufacture to keep component costs down, so you want all sure. nine legs to be made of the same stuff. Yeah you'd have to do advanced trig and work out what is the most loaded leg and just, yeah. under what condition and design that one and then just apply that X to, many yeah. times. Exactly. But to get there, it's very much very late in the design. Yes. And if that leg becomes quite heavy and the mass of the vehicle goes up, you just iterate it yeah, until iterate it works. It. Yeah. yeah. Or worst case scenario, and it can happen, you actually determine legs are actually not an option. 
Yeah, based on the way that... I mean, look, I doubt it. You'd probably add an extra two legs and you'd, you'd counter your stability. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, I think legs are probably not the way to go simply because as the leg... Let's assume this is a very precarious thing that like one false move and the whole side of the volcano yeah. would, would sort of drown this, drown this thing in, in, in lava and rocks and stuff. The actual mass of the legs moving... Yeah. affects your center of gravity so as you would move one leg the yeah. loads on all the other legs would change as well exactly and that becomes uh, that's that's a horrible problem actually. it's a horrible problem but at the same i, I really don't like it when people go and they make the problem simpler because they have no idea how to analyze it i'd actually yeah i mean if, if you were to take the legs and the tracks yeah so imagine something between uh, like a spider mm -hmm. where the front half of it has got legs and the back half is on roller skates you know, it's kind of what I'm actually yeah. thinking of, exactly. Yeah. So you're able to pull yourself up. Yes, but you roll yourself down, or whatever the case or, is. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Lift them up and bobsled yeah. your way back down. Yeah. Um, actually, technically, you could actually just do that. You know? That's a pretty good one, because when you are collecting data, you could use the legs to pick the thing off yes. to be a little bit cooler. You could also elevate it a little bit to get different data if you needed to. Yeah. Um, and it comes down to the mission and what the mission needs. Yeah. Because, yes, the mission is get into the volcano, but you're saying, what do you need within there? That's right. Another thing is you could, you could get to where you need to be with this mix of uh, wheels and legs, and then the legs could turn into some form of structure to prevent it from being crushed by falling stuff as well as your safety system while you're there. And it's not to say that legs are the only way to lift the system up. You could have it that your entire suspension just shifts it down and your vehicle lifts up if you had a wheel. Yes, system. you could leave the legs and just move the top off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they're all possible options and they all work. But at some stage with design, you obviously have to stop because otherwise it, yes. it, it will never get done. But yeah. All right. I think that covers for today. Yeah, cool. Thanks very much. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers. <laughs>